Hey everyone, it's Caleb here for Walking the Ropes. I just wanted to give a little notice for the beginning of this episode. There was some audio issues on Blake's end where his audio does not come through for the first like two to three minutes of the podcast. It gets fixed shortly after that and we are all good from there. So thank you for understanding and please enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, you're listening to Walking the Ropes with Blake and Caleb. On this episode, WWE Raw Review from March 1st, 2021. Hello everybody and thank you for dropping into this edition of Walking the Ropes. I'm Caleb. Yes, uh, but before we get into that, if you are new to Walking the Ropes or if you've been watching for a while, make sure to check out our link tree for absolutely all of our links. Uh, that includes our social medias, uh, all the ways to listen to us, uh, including the multiple podcast platforms, watch us live on Twitch or watch the VODs on YouTube, as well as ways to support us such as our Redbubble and our tipping page. Um that is all through our link tree, so give that a look, and uh, we we will get into the show here. Um, yeah, I mean, long long weekend with with no live pro wrestling. Really, uh, obviously there was some wrestling, uh, AEW Women's Eliminator Tournament stuff like that. Um, but I mean, we've gone how many weekends in a row now with at least one to two pay-per-views and there was nothing this week felt this week felt especially like this weekend felt like especially long in comparison to other weekends though that that could be the case that could very well be the case um so but uh but yeah, we'll hop right into our regular first segment here, which is our recent news and notes, our our news brief, whatever you want to call it. Um there 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 was a bit, not a ton. Uh <clears throat> like you said, spoiled spoiled for choice and that over the last few weeks. Uh and this this week just continued to show the same every day where it was like here's like a news thing, you know, good luck. Um yeah, that, that that's weird because my stuff's popping up here. Can you talk? Oh yeah, you're not coming through. Try now. Am I? Oh, there now? you go. What the hell? That oh, was weird. No. That was weird. Okay, so it was just me talking to myself for for a solid like minute and a half there. <clears throat> yeah. That was cool. Technical well, error. Sorry. Thank you to my buddy Aiden for giving us that information. Yeah, because wow, that would have been a lot of noticed that. That would have been a long show of me talking to myself. So thank you for that. Holy. <laughs> um, That's as, never happened before. We apologize for that. So as Blake said, since you couldn't hear him, we're covering Raw from last night. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. Um, Holy shit. Okay, sorry for the technical error there. I mean, that's Yeah, so for for those who missed it, we're going to cover our our daily news segment as well as raw our our stuff like that. Uh just everything we normally do. I'm really sorry you guys didn't hear the opening segment. <laughs> oh my god. That that's awful. Yeah, technical errors. That that's going to be a great audio podcast. Oh, wow, bit. this was great. Hey. Starting off well. Great start to the week, eh? Yeah. Um Yeah, we'll we'll chalk it up to Mondays. 
pretty well, pretty well. But uh, yeah, just one final thank you for letting us know, because that would have been a long podcast of just me talking to myself. Absolutely. Um. Okay, so yeah, news. Uh, first note here. Uh, it was talked about a, a fair bit. Uh, when it happened. Um. Big Cass, or formerly known as Big Cass within the WWE, now Cass XL, uh, re- made his return to professional wrestling uh, the other night um, at an indie show. Uh, I-, I believe it was saving uh, Enzo. I th- uh, No, he was the mystery tag partner for Hernandez. Okay. Well, all I know is Enzo was there too. Yeah, Enzo um, was on the card. Uh, he might have interacted with Enzo at some point, but they I were know, in the ring together. Yeah, I I know the the spot he was booked in was Hernandez's mystery opponent okay. or partner. Yeah, well, that was at uh, I believe that's uh, Doc Gallows' uh, promotion. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, that that sounds about right. But uh, I mean, he was in really really good shape. Um. Uh, for anybody who who might not know, uh, Cass uh, had left pro wrestling, I think just over a year ago. Uh, yeah. He was dealing with some serious issues, um, some serious mental issues in that. There was actually um, stuff that was happening at indie shows, interactions, arguments, fights, stuff like that. Um, and so he announced he was... I think he, he even was... had uh, like almost a stroke or something like that. Yeah, he had, like, a seizure or something at one point, I want to say. Um, And so he announced that he was taking a step back from professional wrestling and focusing on himself. Um, So, I mean, with him coming back, uh, I mean, I honestly wish him all the best. I hope that all that stuff is resolved. He's in a great headspace. And, I mean, he's looking good. And, I mean... Oh, yeah. He's dropped serious weight in comparison to uh, his last time being seen. I know that was the main news going around was Kaz put on a lot of weight. Which he had, Um, yeah. And the interesting thing in comparison, nobody's talking about how good he looks right now. Everybody's just talking about his return. Nobody's like, he's in great shape, blah, 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 blah. I I have seen a few few people who have posted. When he was gaining weight. Oh yeah, like like when he announced he was stepping back, the news was really focused on the weight he had put on and that and not even the fact that he was stepping away. And now he's come back, he's in great shape, and the news is like he's back and that's it. It's like, okay. Yeah. You guys are you guys... don't want to talk about the work he's put in? No? Okay. So that's why we're here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um yeah. What else what else you got for news? Um Okay. I'll do my little funny one because it's really a nothing one. So Peyton Royce's mom isn't very happy with Charlotte Flair. Care to venture why? Uh, uh please continue. I I I did not see this anywhere, and I am so fucking confused. <laughs> So it has to do with what Charlotte says on Raw, and it's not really spoiling anything because it's almost exactly what we assumed was going to happen. She she wants the title shot, right? And and, and um, Peyton Royce is like, no, give other people a chance. Her her mom is like, give other people a chance. She's mad. Oh, okay. Which is the almost the exact same thing as like John Cena Senior coming in and saying these people shouldn't be doing it and whatever. 
But the nice thing is, is this wasn't her being interviewed. She just tweeted this. And the thing, the thing is, is to to say about like John Cena Senior, uh, what she's doing is just very being uh, uh in a sense honest like give other people a shot what cena senior is doing is sitting there being like i know what i'm talking about and this is this angle and it, it, yeah. like kind of a very big difference there but at the For same sure. time similar like i i do yeah. agree I, uh, I wanted to just make that comparison i see i know we talked about the fact that cena senior is a very opinionated person this is where you know parents can come in say their piece and then leave Exactly, like, like she, she, she's just being very blunt. Like, give other people a chance, uh, which is which is nice. Uh, you know, not to sound hypocritical, Cena Senior's doing something very different a lot of the time. Well, I think uh, he backed Goldberg. So. Yeah, well, he's acting like he's in the business. He knows the ins and out. He it, it, ins and outs. He he knows what works and what doesn't. Like, sure, your I son think his book shows, but like your son really was like the top star of the company, but that does not give you any position to yeah. act like, like you are the top of the top in the wrestling industry. Like, but, yeah. uh, yeah, see, uh, but a bit like that, that's why I love that. We, we generally don't discuss our news points prior to, cause, cause sometimes we've got news points like that, that totally catch me off fucking guard. Um, yeah, Another interesting uh, bit of news here uh, from over the weekend. Um, <clears throat> literally, my point on my notes here uh, is the IWGP Intercontinental title is dead. Uh, I, I, well, I, and technically, the, the world title is as well. Which is the weird part. Which is the really weird part. So, uh, obviously, Kota Ibushi, uh, for those of you who don't know, anything about Kota Ibushi do yourself a favor go and watch his new Japan stuff he's done stuff with Kenny Omega yeah yeah where have you been for the past few years like um if you're a pro wrestling fan but uh he was holding both the IWGP heavyweight title as well as the IWGP intercontinental title um and they are now unifying it um and they're the world heavyweight title yeah right yeah, um, which is kind of neat because the thing is, it is it was the IWGP heavyweight title, if I'm not mistaken. I it wasn't world maybe, yeah. heavyweight. So adding no, the yeah. Intercontinental, like, it totally makes sense. Yeah. Like, name-wise and everything. Um, yeah. And uh, in the few reports I read, as well as uh, we had discussed it when it was first announced, um, apparently a new belt is coming with it which i I, that's what shocked me i'm like you're retiring the the heavyweight title belt like holy shit that thing has a lineage man uh to quote uh jason bateman and i believe it's dodgeball it's a bold move cotton let's see if it pays off well yeah like that is that title has history man i mean like the names on that title the IC title too yeah yeah that's fair um i mean that world title like brock lesnar took mm-hmm. and, and wouldn't return i think it was kurt angle who convinced him to to give it back and like i mean some of the names that have won that belt and like you said the ic title like it's amazing that that they're just 
because when I first saw it, I'm like, okay, so they're just getting rid of the, the Intercontinental belt and, and we're going to stick with the world title. And then I kept reading and they're like, the new belt designs like on its way. And I'm like, oh, okay. Besides, I can't make a, like uh, a full decision on which one's the most pretty, but between pretty platinum and the IWGP world or the heavyweight championship, I can't decide which one's better. They're, they are both very similar in the sense of they've, they've got their logo on it. Like they've got the logo that they need on it. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, IWGP or whatever, AEW. And then the belt design is just beautiful. It it makes it feel worthy of having the name it has. Exactly. For both of them. Um, and I'm not trying to knock on WWE here, but I wish they did a lot better. We've talked about their titles in the past. We have. Yeah. We've had lots of discussions about it. Now, in comparison, I am extremely worried with what New Japan is going to do. One, because I really want them to keep the side plates with the names of previous winners on it. I want that to stay the same. But they need to update it as well, and I'm worried it's not going to be as pretty. I, I'm worried they're going to diminish the title in doing this. The thing is, uh, the only thing I could see with them retiring both titles and that, um, are they potentially, uh, I don't want to say like a Hall of Fame of sorts, um, because I don't think New Japan has a a Hall of Fame itself, um, but could there be a physical location opening up of New Japan history and they're retiring those belts, putting them away, because like, they're, they're not just tossing those belts aside and never worrying about them again. Like, um, because it's a, it's a brand new lineage to this belt. Like Kota Ibushi will be for, you know, all time now be the first ever IWGP world heavyweight champion. Yep. It's a completely different lineage. Um, so like, it'll be interesting to see what they do. It's, it's really, like I said, bold of them to do this. Like, it is not at all what WWE has ever done with unifying their big belts. They are fully, they've changed the names entirely. It is now going to be, like you said, a new lineage. Um, Which I think it, will be good for the new stars too. Because, yes. like, not to say it's a bad thing, but you look at the, the lineage of their heavyweight title. And you look at the names on that. And... These guys have to live up to the likes of previous winners of that belt, which there are some names on that belt where you look at it and you're like, good fucking luck. Well, recent names, Okada, Omega, Omega, (laughs) Styles, like... Well, even go back, like, I'm I'm pretty sure Angle held it at one time, Lesnar... Like, like the the names go on and on, and so like, like that's the issue with with holding these guys. Not saying they're they're not as good. Not trying to say they're better, but it's all different time periods. And so like we're in twenty twenty one now. It's a totally different era of wrestling, and these guys have to with this belt hold up to the guys from this era where wrestling was totally different, and you know like that that's not a thing that. A lot of people pay attention to but it's a legitimate thing you win that belt and you go okay these are the names that held it before me 
do I really live up to those names? Whereas in WWE's lineage, you get names like Jinder Mahal. So you can be like, hmm, my bet am I doing better than Jinder Mahal? Yeah, I I'm I'm th- I think I'm okay. I still feel like, so bad for him not to not to hang up on this much longer. Cause the thing is, is he put the work in, he looked great, he 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 did all that stuff, but it sucks that his world title reign was purely because the company was trying to get a partnership with India. If he would have won it for any other reason, I would have been like good for him but it was so sudden made sense. it was so sudden it was right there and it was because they were building that partnership and i'm like that sucks that sucks that his Jobber title reign week. yeah his Jobber title one week yeah one contender the next but that's what i mean i'm like they could have built him up to the world title there there has been guys that have gone from being jobbers to three four months later being a world champion but he was but literally yeah, that's just it. He was literally a jobber, then number one contender, then world champion. Because WWE was like, oh god, this India deal is going to go through. Push gender. And it was like, you know. And I, I don't even know if it was push gender. It was Vince running through the back and going, you're Indian, you're the guy. Yeah, like, it, it, it sucks. Because the thing is, like, I don't want to, you know, disrespect Jinder Mahal in that sense. Because he totally could be world champ. Almost any of these guys and girls can be world champions but it's the fact of how quickly it happened and the news coming out as to why it happened totally taints the rain so but um moving on sticking along with bold moves by um companies nwa removed all of its content from youtube yeah i saw that um I know that there was a statement released by somebody within the company, within the higher ups, uh, saying that it was a, a positive move coming out of it, which I don't understand. I I didn't read much more up on it. I'm not sure, but wrestling Inc. They had, they are, they have a theory for some, but it's also like partially confirmed. So, the the videos are removed supposedly for this new distribution deal that they've signed. Okay. <clears throat> the it should be announced soon. Um, they couldn't confirm who the partner is, but the only thing they could confirm was it is not WWE or AEW. Interesting. So whatever <laughs> NWA is doing, it is either by themselves or with New Japan. Or I guess Ring of Honor, but. Well, it'll be interesting because the thing is, is NWA uh, is supposed to, I believe, tape new stuff for the first time in almost a year this month. Um, They have not, from what I've seen, actually since, because they they did their stuff in, in tapings. They record so many episodes. Yeah. Um, so once that stuff ran out during the pandemic, they haven't had any new content, um, I think under their name, they've gone through other companies similar to uh, the show you went to in Windsor where they had the impact stuff on it. But the thing is, is it was a different company holding it uh, from my knowledge. That's what they've done. Cause like they've had the world champions in that. Obviously we've had Thunder Rosa. We had Serena Deeb win the NWA uh, women's title. 
but I don't think there's any there's been any actual like NWA NWA content done. I don't think so. Uh from what I was reading, but apparently they're supposed to do shooting this month with them removing all that. I honestly wish all the best because I mean, it's great to see that promotion, you know, come back to life and actually well, I mean, if this further creates the wars, um, go for it. I want to see as many superpowers in this war as we possibly can. Yeah. So if somebody, let's say we got another Tony Khan situation, somebody's back to the NWA and they're going to be competing directly with WWE and AEW. Oh boy, let's hope it's on a Thursday. <laughs> See, and the best part about the wars now, just just as a quick point, because I my actual my next point uh, kind of has to do with it too. Back in the nineties, the war was about one company putting the other out of business. Nobody can argue that that was the goal. WWE wanted WCW out of business. WCW wanted WWE out of business because they wanted to be the only power. That's yeah. not what these wars are today. We do not need any company going out of business to win a war. No. These these wars, you know, air quotes completely for it. These wars today are purely these companies giving it their all. AEW is never going to put WWE out of business. And I never, like, I'm sure WWE will try their best because that's their mentality. But the thing is, I don't see WWE ever putting AEW out of business. I see this no. being just a matter of wrestling companies coming back from the dust again. And I, we literally, I talk about it almost every other podcast with the year that's coming up, even into next year, once everything's back to normal, it, there's never going to be a better time for pro wrestling again in our lives. No. In, in mine and your, like the amount of time we're going to live for, there will never be a better time for pro wrestling than there will be in the next, you know, 12 months, I'd say. It's absolutely true. Um, but going along with the wars and stuff like that, uh, kind of dipping into the forbidden door here. Um, Tony? Yeah, Tony, Tony, uh, Tony Khan. Uh, no, Kenny Omega did an interview, uh, and was asked about this forbidden door, you know, taking the joke away from, from it being Tony Khan in a sense. Uh, Kenny Omega says a lot of people have been like the forbidden doors kicked in and, and all this stuff. And Kenny said in all actuality, the forbidden door in a sense, if, if you're, if you're considering it, you know, as you would, it it's merely wedged open. That door has not been kicked in. There is a wedge holding the door open, and that's about it. And there is obviously a multitude of reasons as to why um, the door is only wedged open. Uh, one of the big things right now being COVID, travel restrictions, quarantines, and all that. And he figures if that wasn't the case, we'd be seeing a lot more. Um, but it also has to do on the business side of it. You know, you yeah. send your people to other promotions. We've talked about it. They get hurt. It fucks you over. Um, but he sees it going forward even more. And he was asked about WWE and NXT and the possibility there and Triple H saying they're open for business. And I listened to it. Kenny sounded really hopeful. Um, he mentioned talks he's had with Triple H 
Um, I don't remember it being referenced if it was recent or if it was during contract negotiations. But he said Triple H gets it. Triple H totally gets it. Kenny had made the comments to him that he wants to unite and unify the wrestling world. Right? There's no reason that there should be any kind of border walls put up in pro wrestling. Pro wrestling should be it, you know? Yep. Um, and he says Triple H gets it. Triple H understands oh, us. Um, which is really awesome to hear because it, it's like we keep talking. Um, I mean, the reports are always there about, like, who will take the company once Vince retires or you know worst case scenario passes away who takes over the company then i mean he's got two kids who are involved in the business but i don't know i don't see anybody better than triple h there isn't a better person there hasn't been a person bred for the position better than triple h like like the he, guy was not he, yeah. born into this position. He he worked his way as a pro wrestler and just happened to, you know, I, I don't want to sound like an ass, happened to fall in love with the right person. <laughs> Very much so. And he's But in fairness, I feel like that only just gave it a little bit of a push. He might have ended in this situation without Stephanie. Yeah, but but I mean, it definitely put him in the position to to run NXT and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But you, but he's taken the opportunity. He was given an opportunity. He wasn't handed this already established thing and told keep it going. He was handed an opportunity and told make it work. Yeah, he's he was told turn NXT around basically. So, and. and he did because it was that show it was the the game show-esque thing yeah which sucked um and (laughs) i mean the thing is is look what nxt has become so the thing is you you hand him if he wants it that company and anything is possible in pro wrestling at that point yeah but my thing is is will he still remain in control of nxt or will he pass that to somebody else the thing is, I'm not concerned there. I know there there is some concern around that, but the thing is, you got to figure the, the whole idea of pro wrestling in WWE. I think is going to change, yeah. even if he does pass it on to somebody. I don't think he's going to have a writers' room of fifty people. I don't think there's going to be a concern of who's taking it over. I think he's going to be in a very much a Vince McMahon position of reviewing every show and making sure the shows are going to run how they are supposed to. But I don't think he's going to be there there. But I think he's going to appoint the proper people to the shows. He's not just going to hand it to somebody. He's going to give it to the people who will still run it the way it needs to be. And he's going to oversee absolutely all of it. Yeah, and he'll probably compartmentalize his current job at NXT and just be like, you'll do this part of my job and you'll do this part of my job and, yeah. you know... Well, figure the people... Section. Figure the people that are already backstage for them with, you know, Matt Bloom, Shawn Michaels, uh, even talking some of the main roster agents, you know, uh, Shane Helms, um, and, and people like that. 
And now even consider, you know, once say, say we've still got quite a few years of Vince running the company, figure some of the superstars that have been under Triple H, you know, some of them possibly nearing, you know, the, the, the end of their full-time careers, you know, putting them backstage. They, they've already learned from Triple H so much, you know, put, put some of these people in that backstage position. Yeah, exactly. And, and you're going to have no issue. For sure. So it, it, but it's all a wait and see. And this is why I love pro wrestling because you can never be sure about what's yeah. coming. Uh, anyways, exactly. still running through news here. What else you got? Um, so why, why would WWE be wanting to use Damien Priest so well, so much, right? Is it because he's a fantastic worker that deserves the push? I don't know. Why is it Blake? Quote from Dave Meltzer. They think that the longer Bad Bunny is out there, the more Hispanics are going to watch. He does well on YouTube. He does really well on YouTube. Do we really have to discuss this? Because No, that just... but I'm just annoyed as hell that that's the reason Damien Priest that, is getting this push. That better not be the reason. That oh, better not be. I hope, I hope Meltzer is wrong. I really, really do, because so Damian Priest is a fantastic athlete, a fantastic pro wrestler. Go and watch any of his stuff, and if that's the reason they're doing it, I am beyond pissed. Oh, yes. But it goes back to us talking about gender earlier. You know, it sucks, because gender's always going to be looked at in that sense. He was put in the position because of that deal. So, if if this is, if this is the gender Mahal position for for Damien Priest, that is a piss-off. Oh, it is, and I'd say just bring him back down to NXT and just forget he even appeared. Please, please. I also said that about when they debuted the Retribution people, but, I mean... Um... Another short one here, which I don't think we need much discussion for. Uh, Mark Henry uh, wants one more match. And states that it will happen within the next six months. And he wants it under the WWE banner. And if it just so happens to be Randy Orton, then he's fine with it. <laughs> I feel like Mark Henry might be hinting at something. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, going back to the Legends Night, right? At the beginning of the yeah. year. I. So scooter thing yeah yeah i i don't know i don't know um what else you got like i said i really don't want to hang up on it i mean good for mark henry <laughs> vince russo thinks braun Strowman's segments are a rib really yeah uh so, so he goes do you know what i'm seeing here i have no idea what the intelligence level of braun Strowman is I don't know Braun Strowman. I don't know if the guy is smart, but this is playing out like uh, it's a rib on the guy because he may not be the sharpest knife in the drawer. Hmm. I mean, I can't, uh, I can't add anything to it because just as Vince Russo said, I don't know Braun Strowman as a person. I don't know the person behind that character. Yeah. I mean, uh, I hope, I, I hope not. that's not the truth because that would we be fucking will awful. We get into it. Um, 
we but, will uh, get into it when we talk about it yes. tonight or today, whatever you want to talk about it. Whatever. But oh, jeez, I hope that's not the case. Um, uh, quick note here: uh, we had the New Japan uh strong event uh where Moxley uh defended his U.S. title against Kenta, and Mox did retain. Um, very surprising that was. Yeah. That's it's interesting. Um, so interesting to see where they go next with it because obviously I think Mox is going to start being a staple in Strong for a while. Uh, is the with new him still true champion. Yeah. Inside of New Japan. Yeah. Like, so I it'll don't be... want to try to sound weird, but that like he is. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh where where it all goes basically yeah that Um, was on the same event right that they had announced the unification and that moxley like he'd won his thing or was that later on um so they ran strong and then i believe later that night they ran the new japan japanese show like later the night because like where coda is yeah yeah and i it was i think the press conferences after is where they announced it because they always do the post press conferences but i'm not a hundred percent sure if that's where it was announced or if it was just a news thing or um but yeah uh you got any more no uh i got one more um coming off of an injury report uh a lot of this is from dave melter plus stuff that's been posted in that um so oscar as we know last week uh had a pretty stiff kick to the face from Shayna Baszler, lost some teeth in that. Um, Something went missing. Yeah. Uh, there is a good chance, it hasn't been confirmed, but there is a good chance that she also suffered a concussion, which is why they're being very, very quiet about the injury. Because normally there's yeah. stuff posted on WWE.com or on Twitter about, like, this is what's happened. There was nothing. There was, yeah. there was, she lost her teeth. They kind of showed it this week, but there was nothing more said about it. No. Um, so Oscar with a possible concussion, uh, Casey Catanzaro, uh, on NXT, uh, suffered a kayfabe broken leg, but the reports are, um, even though that is kayfabe, she is not a hundred percent. Uh, she is okay. Uh, she is from the sounds of it cleared. Um, but she was not legitimately a hundred percent and this broken leg, uh, storyline might be a way to write her off, uh, for a couple of months considering the severity of what a legitimate broken leg would be. Um, yeah. Um, and, uh, just to kind of point out, I saw on a lot of people like on Instagram and Twitter and stuff, actually curious as to if this was a real broken leg, uh, and this is just a testament to the selling that Casey put on in that event or at, yeah, at that show um, because she made it feel like she actually broke her leg in half. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, uh, and then final one here, uh, Wesley of MSK does legitimately have a broken hand, uh, suffered the, the break at uh takeover in the, uh, in the finals of the dusty cup i went blank there for a second my apologies <laughs> and uh they covered it up this past week which i find it interesting that they waited to cover it up yeah. and like because they like announced it and shit 
but uh, they waited to cover it up. Uh, they had uh, grizzled, grizzled Young Vets attack, uh, but apparently his hand is broken. The match will not be taking place Wednesday, the title match. Um, but uh, at all, or will they? Will Grizzled Young Vets be in that match? Now? I'm not a hundred percent sure, but MSK will not be in the match. Easy as that. Okay. Um, uh, because they're trying to compete against the the Dynamite show, I'd probably think Grizzled Young Vets are going to go into that match, but who knows? Honestly, with with this coming out of it, I think it would, in my personal opinion, it'd be best for for WWE for NXT to just kind of, uh, almost swallow their pride and go, okay, we've got some good matches, but we're not beating this show, right? You know, um, uh, it, and there's nothing bad in doing that. No. Uh, sometimes you have to, because the thing is, is you could tell they were stacking their show because AEW's had this card, a lot of it announced for a few weeks now, and you could see as NXT really pushed to build this card and, um, you know, not to take away from any of the matches. I'm, I'm excited about the women's tag title match. I'm excited to see the, the tag titles come to uh nxt um regularly like i'm excited to see the continued build of the undisputed era splitting like there's a lot of stuff on the show i'm excited for but maybe it's just worth swallowing your pride and going okay we had we had a pretty good card you know not saying that the one match is going to take away from the rest of the show but like but that's a title match that, but, that was probably going to be the main event. Yeah, like here was a big title match. Uh, it's not happening now. You know, let's let's focus on what we already have instead of trying to fill it in and book it to still be as big as Dynamite. Let's focus on what we have now. Unless, unless we weren't getting the Tony EO match and they decide to put it this week. I, I don't remember when that was announced for. Was that announced to be on this week's show? I It was announced for Ash Show, and I'm pretty sure it was just an NXT. So I don't know when it was announced for. Well, probably this week then, if they were building up that card. But yeah, so. I know that they had announced, like, because they were like, and, uh, and Tony Storm will challenge for the NXT title at whatever. And I was like, okay. Okay, well, it'll be interesting to see. But uh, we'll move on here. Uh into our results we took a little long on that news there <laughs> there were some interesting points though that we kind of should oh and for I don't sure see us hanging out on raw too much no honestly. no um the show starts and i am immediately disappointed uh you know no disrespect if you're confused as to why i'm saying this go back and watch previous raw podcast like the literally the last raw podcast and that because I, I do explain it. Uh, we start with Drew McIntyre. I would have really liked to have seen him off TV until Fastlane and then come back. And the thing is, is with the way the end of the night goes, we are leading into the potential uh, storyline angle that I I said. Obviously, they they may have different plans, but it seems very close to what I'm assuming. But I would have liked to have seen him off TV because we know we're getting him in the title match at Mania. Yeah. So it would have been nice to see him off TV, come in, you know, screw over the Miz and set up for him and Lashley. But Drew McIntyre comes out. Um, an interesting note, they have a new nameplates uh, on Raw, similar to uh, 
how SmackDown's doing them now for for oh. like the 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 um the overlay nameplates for when the the superstars come out. Um, SmackDown has been doing the side ones, the ones that pop it's, up. Yeah, I didn't even realize that that wasn't a thing Raw wasn't doing. Yeah, uh, SmackDown's been doing the ones that pop up off the side, similar to how they did it in the early 2000s, which I really liked. I'm glad they, they're doing it. Um, and Raw's still been doing the ones just at the bottom of the screen with the name and that. And they're now doing um, side ones as well, coming in with, you know, extra information about the superstars. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, it's um, neat. But uh, but we're we're uh, advertised that McIntyre and Sheamus is, is happening. Is next? Yeah. Well, we we know our and next uh in WWE. But first, <laughs> but first, uh, McIntyre has the mic. He's, I mean, you probably have most of this promo written out. If you want to make any major so, points, I was just already annoyed. Yeah. yeah. He he recaps Chamber. Wow. I think we even get a, a video package of it. Maybe not. Um there is at one point But I, not here. Yeah, I have it somewhere. Uh All right. when we get to uh, it, obviously. I'll... Yeah. <laughs> my my one point that I wanted to say, when he calls Miz the resident cockroach, I was like, I don't I mean, he was the money in the bank winner. Winner. Is he a cockroach for doing what the money in the bank person should do sure anyway sure. but it's whatever that was kind of a moot point it what didn't really matter we we eventually get um he he calls out seamus and then miss and morrison come out because obviously yeah and then uh yeah miss and- wants to be introduced properly and we get the like 45 seconds of pyro again and i'm like wow it, he got is- the entire budget of 2018's pyro yeah, he did. He got so much fucking pyro. I'm, I'm like the the worst part is is with the amount of pyro they're giving these the the these guys and girls. I'm like, I can see it. The second we're back to live audiences, we're not gonna have any, which annoys me, because I we've talked about it in the past. I love pyro, but they're putting so much out right now that they're gonna make budget cuts again. Yep. And and we're not gonna get pyro. And I'm like, if you guys would just like still give it to the Thunderdome and that, you know, give it a little bit of feel. There's no reason the Miz needed, I, I understand, but there's no reason he needed 30, 45 seconds of pyro. Like, that was so much fucking pyro. That was more pyro, that was probably the same amount of pyro as, like, a WrestleMania <laughs> most of the time. Yeah, or as as uh, Raw and SmackDown used to open with, when they would fire off the fireworks and Oh my and gosh. Yeah, like... but there was so much pyro for him again this week. Um, yeah. Not to stay up on the pyro, I just, uh, budget-wise, I can see it fucking Um, all over. And then Miz comes on to say, like, what would you like him to do? My point here, where he's like, I was the Money in the Bank winner. Like, that's literally what I'm supposed to do. Like, you shouldn't be mad at me. You should be mad at Lashley. Mm -hmm. And it's very true. Yeah. It's, um... Basically, Miz goes on to say, like, he was the victim. Lashley threatened him in this. Uh, uh, and now, like, Lashley has a title shot. Like, look what's happened. Oh, my God. Um, uh, Bobby can't get the first shot over Drew. Like, wow. Uh, let's create the three M Migos. Yeah, and at that point, I vomited in my mouth a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I believe that was actually said by Morrison. 
yeah. as well. Yep. Uh, yeah. And then MVP finally comes out uh, and asks Drew if he's taking any of this seriously. Uh, and Drew just kind of laughs and goes like, you've known me, you know that I don't like whatever. Basically, he goes, just says, I'm going to wit- beat whoever wins tonight. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then MVP just says, the match will be promptly at 9 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> sure. Sure it will be. Yeah. Because we know who's winning. We know if we're having a match. We know Miz is not winning over Lashley. So you're not doing it at 9. You know it's closing no. the show with Lashley winning the title. Don't yes. make us... Don't don't play us to be stupid. Yeah. Sheamus comes out uh, and says it's time to fight. And there was this really awkward cut where it basically just looks like the cameraman's running away from what's about to happen. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm not going to be here for this. Okay. <laughs> like... It was just so bad that I had to point it out, but, um, uh, and then they just start to brawl. Yeah, uh, Drew and Seamus. them over the barricade, and, yeah. Yeah, the, the refs yeah, are pulling Drew them apart. not Drew the cameraman. Yeah, uh, the refs are pulling them apart. It, yeah, we go to commercial, and we come back, and we finally have the match, Seamus and Drew McIntyre. Um, they were given a lot of time. Um, and for the most part, the match was really good, uh, Vince Russo made a comment about this match, which I half agree with, half don't. Um, he he made the comment that they were throwing girly punches. So yeah. so like that's that's where I agree and disagree because here's the thing: I don't use that term. I don't use that term because there's a lot of women out there. Who, they can throw their girly punches, if you want to call it that, and they can knock my fucking ass out. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I could. I would think Alexa Bliss could kick my ass, and she's five foot, and e- I'm six foot. Exactly. So, I don't use that term, but their punches, in a lot of the match, I do agree with Russo, were not... I mean, you got two big guys, they are friends backstage, we know this shit. They can connect with each other, not hurt each other... And make it look good, but they were throwing they were throwing shitty punches for a lot of the match, and that was my only issue because the rest of the match was good. Mm-hmm. They they touted it at the beginning, the announcers saying that it was a pay per view level matchup, and they actually gave them enough time to make it feel that way. For sure. What I don't agree with the commentator saying for most of the show is it was one of the biggest nights in the history of Raw. Have you guys missed the last 25 years? There's been some pretty big nights. Raw 1000, I can remember, was pretty big. Slammy nights are bigger than this one. Like, this was not the biggest night, trust me. But anyways... We didn't even have a big return. Like, (laughs) Like, uh, we've literally had the Raw after Mania for how many years now? I'm pretty sure they all top this show. Just saying. Yeah, and that's just those ones. Um... During this match, the uh, tag team match for Braun Strowman is announced where he has a mystery apart, uh, a tag team partner. Yeah, so I missed this completely uh, the, the first time I was watching. Mm-hmm. It was just a bottom corner while the match is going on. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, no. Are they going to do, like, Kali or something like... 
Well, because I was thinking it was going to be as like a uh, a fire back for Paul White signing to W or uh, AEW. Hop, I was Paul like, wants to sign with them. We'll bring back the great Kali. Right? Like I was like, what person would they have put in this spot that would have probably been Big Show if that was what oh, they were going to do? Geez. And so that was where my brain immediately went. I'm glad that's not where it went, but at the same time, I'm not glad where it went either. Yeah. Um, but anyways, the match, uh, finally finishes up, uh, we have Drew McIntyre, I hate to be that guy, but very obviously picking up the win, uh, with a Claymore, but that Claymore was beautiful, and I love that they showed it in full slow-mo, because a lot of the time they'll show it right before the hit, because a lot of the time, you know, once again, wrestling, you try to connect as little as possible, Drew fucking caught him in the side of the face. It was great. Uh, So we get that. And then we head backstage. We have Naomi dancing around. Starts to walk. Nia gets in her face. They just stand there staring at each other. And then the commentators are like, these two fight next. And I'm like, what? Like, they wanted it to feel like Raw when they would have the two people walking down the halls, separate halls, and the cameras would be like, I lo- on them. I loved those. This did not work. When, like, why didn't we just all of a sudden get Naomi tossed out by Nia Jax and the match start? Well, that's just like, it. I'm like, isn't Nia supposed to be the heel? Nia had Naomi right there. Why not attack her? But no, they just stared at each other for a really, really long time, too. I'm like... Somebody say something, for fuck's sakes. They were clearly waiting to be told, okay, and we're out. Uh, Pretty well. They stood there for too long. So, Uh, up next we get Naomi versus Nia Jax with Lana and Shayna Baszler at ringside. Um, The match is... It's... Yeah. And surely tonight, because we have one tag team uh, member in this match that is against the number one contenders, we're going to get the other tag team member against the other number one contender, right? No. Oh. Oh, and can I just say, like, I do not mean to to target this hate here, but holy fuck, can Nia shut up when she's in the ring? Yeah. Huh? Huh? Hey, Naomi, huh? Huh? I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah, it's it's just, yeah. I mean, they also only got three minutes. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's a women's match. WWE changed their, their ways for about a year and a half to make everybody happy, and now they're like, we can get away with it again. Yeah. Well, so, and it, we slowly started to see the slip back into the Divas with Carmella's uh, current gimmick. Yeah, which the thing is, there's no reason that gimmick can't happen. Like the it, it it's it's who she is in, in a big sense too. Like the way she yeah. portrays herself, even on her social media, that she's you know more of that that chick, more of that woman, right? And there's no reason we can't have those gimmicks, but don't let the gimmick turn the matches into those matches. There's no reason she can't have that gimmick of being a diva. And come out and give us a great match. Why can't she still be fabulous, but in a different sense? So, I don't know. But the match really isn't that much. Um, and, like, me me, me giving that targeted hate towards Naya, it's not, it's not the only person I put it towards. And, hell, 
it's it's not all the women that I put it towards, but I, I just I couldn't get invested in the match when every thirty seconds she was yelling across the ring. I'm like, we just had like a twenty five minute barn burner between Sheamus and Drew, and I don't think I heard anything from either of them. We would hear grunts, groans, and whatever, but you'd no, hear the no selling. Taunting. You'd hear the selling. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe Sheamus, when when he would get on top and start some brawling, he'd be like, come on, Drew, and stuff like that. But taunting, like not being annoying. Yeah. Like, like, is there anything else in your in-ring vocabulary than huh? Yeah. Like, goad your opponent and make them want to come at you more. Like, yeah, there's like... a difference between between taunting and just poking. Like, Naya, you know you're bigger than Naomi. You know it. You're a heel. You're a champion. Put her in the corner. Hold her in the corner. And say something. She'd be like, what, are you going to try to get out of here, huh? Yeah, no, you're not going anywhere. Like, just keep getting in her way. Like. But, uh, but Naya no. picks up the win anyways. Um, and then we get the most awkward thing before commercial. It's literally Lashley staring dead ass in the camera. Yeah, uh, and then we get the little countdown timer, which they've been running again, which this so, week they used a bit better, a bit better. Okay, so I hated it more this week. I would say... Because well, we okay. got it so fucking much this week. If right. you thought it was a lot last week, no, no, no. you know no. Nothing. Okay, hang on. When I thought it was a lot last week is because we only got it for the first hour. This week, at least in the first hour, we only saw it twice. So when I wrote that comment saying, you know, we got it and they're actually using it a bit better, that was that was before. Okay, I was gonna um, say, like, come on. <laughs> uh, and so there's, but my point here is, there's three minutes on the clock. Do you know what else just got three minutes? Yeah. 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 Moving on. Uh oh, we get a video package again for Rhea Ripley. Uh, please, please, please use her right, WWE, please. I think we only got it once. I think this is the only time we got it. I think that it was the only time of the night, too, but it, my point still stands. Use her right. Oh, yes. No, but I was just, I wanted to point that out. They didn't just shove it down her throat. Oh, and here is the amazing world title segment we've been waiting for. Lashley and MVP come out. Um, MVP got in the ring really nicely for having a cane, by the way. And he was walking around with Lashley the whole time, keeping up with him. The yeah. cane is—it's not a real injury, I don't think. Maybe it's a real injury, but I don't think he needs that yeah. sort of stuff. But they're waiting, 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 waiting. Miz isn't coming out. Finally, the music hits. There's no Miz, and <laughs> we get on the screen Miz and Morrison backstage, and Miz is whining about his stomach. Adam Pierce oh, comes in. Oh. Miss, like that's all he's doing. Yeah, Miss says his stomach's been in knots and this. He must have that. watched Raw or SmackDown, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh he's stressed and he just can't compete. And I'm already annoyed with this. And then I see Bobby Lashley running back and I'm like, oh, here we go. And Lashley just comes up, fucking grabs a hold of him, and he's like, We're having this match. Yeah. Tosses uh, him to the side. And I love Pierce coming up and he's like, even if I have to carry you out there myself, this match is happening at 10 o'clock. 
ha 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 fucking kill me um new countdown oh joy and See, if you thought this is that was when good, it started to flip for me because i was like oh no and if you thought I that was it. good here comes braun Strowman. <laughs> we have to yeah yeah we do we can speed through it but we have to uh he doesn't know who his partner is and when does that ever happen yeah, he, the, it's, the, it's the mystery. You pick the partner. That's how this works. A lot of the time, not all the time. Remember, you Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels teamed up with God, and he had no clue he was teaming up with God. For sure, when it makes sense. Anyways, uh, yeah, Braun says he just found out about the match. Uh, he says Pierce and Shane have him out, have it out for him, shit like that. And here comes Shane McMahon and, Matt, and Adam Pierce, and literally. I, I don't want to sit on this segment. Shane basically says that Braun and Adam are teaming up and they get a tag title shot because why not? Oh, I was so fucking scared. I was like, don't you fucking dare. Don't you fucking dare. So we have Adam Pierce and Braun Strowman versus Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin for the Raw tag titles. Uh, Strowman's in the ring for 90% of the match. He's just fucking destroying them for most of it. The champs get a little offense. But uh, Strowman hits the slam on Shelton Benjamin right in the corner, which he never does. So I'm like, okay, what's happening? Shane hops up on the fucking apron. And he's like, tag Adam in. And I'm like, fuck. And the amount of time they spent on it, wouldn't you know, Adam gets tagged in and Shelton hits the schoolboy for a one, two, three. And they take off. Strowman starts yelling at Shane. Uh, tells him he he gets what's going on. That that Pierce is just the puppet. Shane is the puppet master, and says that he will wreck the place if this keeps up, and it'll be on Shane's hands. And Shane just stands there for the next three minutes as Strowman's leaving. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> builds to the mania match. Yeah. Oh, I fucking said it. I fucking said it. Yeah. But. Hold on, hold on, though. Are we getting Braun versus Shane, or are we getting a handicap match? Shane and Adam Pierce versus Braun. Are we getting Simon Miller's version of triple threat match? Moving on. <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, moving on, please, for the love of god. Um. Oh, well, would you look at that? We talked about him earlier, Damien Priest. And Bad Bunny, backstage. Elias and... Jackson Riker come in. Elias is like, Let, let's 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 do some music. And Bad Bunny's like, no. I don't have any more to add to this segment either. Singles match: Elias with Jackson Riker versus Damian Priest with Bad Bunny. Um, this match goes for a while, but I was surprised. Uh, yeah um but i don't really have any high points from the match why was it here we i i love the way i can write priest's finish because priest hits the lights and gets the pin because it's so easy <laughs> like yeah priest picks up the win and that's about it um oh here's the highlight of miz and lashley and we get chamber and last week and all that and I was like, okay, cool. 
Um, we get Miz and Morrison walking to back, like they're backstage walking to the ring, and I'm just like, this isn't. Th- so what's gonna happen here? Yeah. The note is, or my note is, Miz is wearing his like WrestleMania red gear. Sure. Um, and now we get something that I I I keep giving good to these segments because. I'm just excited for the build. Like, here's the thing. I see people complaining about it over and over and over. But it's the only long-term fucking storytelling we're getting on Raw or SmackDown. I'm sorry it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah. What the fuck <laughs> happened here? <laughs> so we have Orton getting interviewed backstage by five-foot-tall Kayla Braxton. Um, which it's very evident when she's standing next to a 6'4 Randy Orton. Um but they recap what happened uh, last week. And as he's being asked about it, Alexa Bliss pops up on the screen in the pentagram with a music box. And she's laughing and she does, she like plays the music box. And then what is it that she says? I didn't actually. Uh, Do you have it? She says. Bring him back. Yes. And then we have a figure walking up to the camera. Well, she says, bring him back. And then she goes, but Randy, there's something you should know. Yes. It goes dark. We get the bring him back again. And then this figure is walking up to the camera. And I'm like, what's going on? The hood comes off and it's fucking Randy Orton. And my favorite part this is why Randy Orton's so fucking good. He's in this wacko storyline that I can't believe we're getting in 2021, and I'm loving it. And I love Orton's facial reaction to on the screen being like, okay, what the actual <laughs> fuck is this? Yeah, it's almost like they didn't tell Randy what they were going to use that segment for, and now he's standing there looking at himself, and he's like, hey, what? And And it's basically <laughs> a demonic Randy Orton and are, 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 are we getting Ethan Page-esque what's gonna happen I sw- like hmm. I don't know um, I don't know Randy just starts to cough and we don't get the visual of him coughing up anything but um, yeah he runs I, off and then we focus yeah. back in on, on the evil Randy Orton laughing on the screen and the segment ends and it yeah. wasn't much but it's one of those things where I'm like Where are we going with this? Like I said, it's 2021. We don't see this stuff often, which I think is why a lot of people are complaining about it. Because in the 90s, people loved this kind of stuff with The Undertaker and stuff like that. People did. And you can't say it's that different. It really isn't. It's really not. Um, But the thing is, it's because we've gone so long and we're in an era of reality almost. That putting this stuff in, people are like, what the fuck is this? I'm loving it, because this is the stuff I grew up on. It was the wacky, you know, well, Undertaker Orton. Orton in the bathroom. We literally had a superhero. So, like, to say wacky, like, not even to say, like, as, as demonic, like, you could literally have a superhero. Yeah. But, like, one of my favorite just 15 second clips is Orton in the bathroom. As he's doing all the stuff with Taker. Orton in the bathroom. And he looks up to the mirror. And here's Taker in the doorway. And he turns and Taker's not there. Like 
even though it, it's so little that kind of stuff is kind of what we're getting again i mean this stuff is revamped yeah. i mean we have a lot more ability now which is even better and i'm i'm all for it and i'm so excited to see what they do with the fiend i hope it's not some kind of a rebranding i just hope he comes back and he's stronger than ever and we get some really fucking awesome stuff they release um what's his what's bray's real name something rotunda uh right? windham windham rotunda Wh- Windham, they release Windham Rotunda and keep the Fiend character, and but it's Randy Orton. I, I, no. And then uh, AEW signs the Swamp Master. Okay, maybe. I don't know, though, because I like this Fiend <laughs> character so much that I'm like, I don't want anybody but Windham Rotunda portraying the Fiend. Yeah, but the, the thing is, is if he were to go somewhere else and just do it again, it'd be better than whatever The Fiend is. Like, I mean, the Fiend I'm not is even saying he'd have shit. to go to AEW. He could just go anywhere and do that character again. The Fiend is good shit, man. That's good shit. For the first time in a long time. But anyways, uh, here, I literally, we have, in no particular order, Ms. Morrison, MVP, and Lashley come out. Um... Actually, in the opposite order of what we got them the last time. Okay. Um, and as the the ref's putting the title up, or yeah. sorry, no, Miz, Miz wants the mic. I'm, I'm at the wrong part here. Miz wants the mic, and he's like, let's talk some business, you know? And basically, yeah. the way this goes is Miz is like, let's do the match at Mania, you know? Let Lashley win it on, on the big stage. And my favorite is MVP just being like, ref start the match i'm like okay <laughs> yeah uh and then of course bell rings Miz sprints out of the ring grabs a title high tails out he fucking runs and he gets counted out and i'm like this is the worst shit ever this like, is fucking terrible like it is absolutely horrible uh and then we get backstage lashley's talking to shane and shane will consider stripping Miz of the championship i think my favorite part about this was mvp turning to shane and going this is bullshit and i just kind of went oh okay oh oh." and this is why i love mvp because mvp is such a great promo it that's why him in the hurt business him with lashley it 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 works it really does um hey but, roman Heyman, smackdown take notes anyways um yeah i couldn't tell you the last time i'd heard lashley say anything in a promo other like he said stuff to shane here but he didn't say anything in a promo and even if he has it's mainly mvp taking the mic because we know mvp is a better promo not to take away from lashley because lashley can give a good promo if you ever watch stuff from other promotions but yeah. why not give the promo to the dude who is a great fucking promo guy? <clears throat> Anyways. Um, yeah, and like you said, Shane said he'll think about stripping Miz of the title. And I'm like, okay. He'll consider it. Yeah. He'll consider it. And then we get Charlotte. Charlotte Flair coming to the ring. Takes takes the mic. Says she came back to honestly be Asuka's partner. She wasn't going for the world title. Um, and shit like didn't, that. When they won the titles, didn't the next show on Raw she go, "Hey, well, maybe I'll come after that." Yeah, I, I I think so. Not sure, but anyway. Um, and then she starts talking about 
Mania being six weeks away and she doesn't know where she falls and that Bel Air chose Sasha, who would have fucking guessed. Um, and she turns around and goes, I want the Raw Women's title, but Asuka's injured. They show the clip of her fucking teeth getting kicked out. And then here comes Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. And this promo just fucking sucks. Like, why we go- why is Charlotte still involved in the tag title picture? <laughs> and you can argue she's not involved in the tag titles. This is the tag champions. Yeah. I I don't know. Um and we end up getting Charlotte attacking Shayna. Nia starts beating down Charlotte. They double team. Nia hits the big leg drop and we have a really really quick hard cut to commercial. Yeah. And when we come back, match is going. Uh, uh and on commentary or, or no, yeah, they start to clarify what this countdown means and it says the Miz must defend in this time or Shane will consider stripping him of the championship. And I've never heard that before. Like, strip him of the championship. Yeah, like... And we also got this, like... So once this match ends, we then actually get Shane announcing that thing where we should have gotten this timer for in the first place. It was weird. But we just got it in this match randomly. Yeah. Um. And Naomi and Lana are watching this match. And and Naomi's like selling, but she's like, oh. yeah. There was not a lot of selling this night like, for anybody. No. Uh, and actually, we get into that, into the the legitimate main event. I have such an issue, but we'll get to that. Um, but the match goes, and Charlotte beats Shayna with natural selection. Which I'm sorry, that move has never worked for me. I don't think she's ever won with it. Yeah, that used to be her finisher in NXT. I thought it was along the lines of how with Ric Flair, he would do the figure four, but he'd never really have people tap out to it. Like, you know. Well, she used to win all the time with natural selection in NXT, I, I, and it never I worked. I never paid attention to it in NXT. So. Yeah, see, that was the era of NXT, which obviously we watch it now. But there, that chunk of NXT was when I watched it a lot. Um when, when the four horsewomen of wrestling were still down in there and that. And she used to win with it. And it never has never worked for me. I'm like, you're flipping over them and hitting their face into like, like they're on their knees. I'm like, I could have it's somebody. Bullpark, basically. Yeah. I could have somebody run up behind me. If I'm down on my knees, run up behind me and fucking splash on me. And I'd still be kind of coherent. You're literally flipping yeah. over them and, and making them hit their face off the mat. I'm like, that's nothing. Yeah, but and especially to who she did it to, Shayna Shana fucking Baszler, former MMA, I think champion. Probably, but I, could be wrong I don't about know that, about that. Well, she she had a pretty good record in MMA, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, no. And 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 regardless of that, her fucking NXT run. Well, yeah, no, but I was just also meaning the legitimate badass. Yes. Uh, oh, I know what you mean. Um. Uh. Then, yeah. we, like I said, we get um, Shane confirming that he will strip Miz of the championship if he doesn't um, uh, doesn't, show. He doesn't show up for the match and uh, he will give the title to Lashley. Which I was actually afraid this is where we were going. I'm like, this is not how we put the title on Bobby Lashley. No. Um, it's... We go to commercial, and when we come back, Retribution's in the ring. And I'm like, what the fuck? 
Yeah. Um, and then Lucha House Party and Riddle come out, and we are told we're getting uh Mace, T Bar, and Slapjack versus Riddle and Lucha House Party. Uh, Reckoning and Mustafa Ali are at ringside. Um, this match, um. Uh, I I don't know what to say about it. I I don't know why why we're yeah. here now. Um, I thought I thought Retribution was feuding with New Day. I did too, and I'm still kind of pissed. I want Xavier and Reckoning, but anyways, uh, give me Reckoning. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. Uh, Slapjack gets pinned by Grand Metalik. Like that. That's about the match. And yeah. as as they're heading off, Riddle runs up to grab his title, which he put on the the ring post, and no mic or anything. Mustafa Ali is just like, "Stay here. I'm going to show. I want to show these guys what retribution's about." And we go to commercial, and when we come back, we have Riddle versus Mustafa Ali, and I'm like, "Okay, here we go." Yeah. Um, uh, and it <laughs> they don't get much either, which I'm like really sucks because i'm like i'd actually really like to see these two with like did you not pay attention to how much was on the the countdown timer when the match started yeah i did there's only 15 minutes left in the show i'd love to see these two get you know 20 minutes these two could tear it down Um, yes and i felt really bad for ollie in the at the very end of this match because finish. I can only assume what he was going for was almost like a backstabber to the back of the head or something off the ropes. And when he jumped, he, like, turned he, he, and didn't. It, it, what I saw was it was supposed to be a, an avalanche backstabber from the yeah. top rope. And, um, he was closer to the head, though, which is why I said that. He, for sure. Yeah. Um, now, whether that goes along with how it kind of looked botched or not, because I hadn't seen yeah. him hit something like that before, but... Exactly. Um, he just kind of slipped off of Riddle from what I saw. Yeah, he like and... flipped up over him almost. It was weird. Yeah. So basically, Mustafa almost or Mustafa almost uh, lands on Riddle. Yeah, like knees first into the head, like into the yeah. face. Uh, and, and just pins him. Yeah, and Mustafa picks up the win, which I'm like, okay. Um, yeah. We have and the turns and argues with Shane backstage. Yeah, he comes in and just goes off about lose, possibly losing the title, and blah blah blah. I'm like, you're a champ. Guess what? Deal that's, with it. That that's what happens. You put your yeah. title on the line, and you possibly lose it. Yeah. Um. This isn't and, and, new to you, Miz. You've been no. a champion before. You've been a world champion before. You've had competitors like John fucking Cena. But anyways, and then here we go again. The four of them are out again. Lashley, MVP, Ms. Morrison. And, uh, and Shane had hinted he doesn't know what type of match. Yes. So, and this is where the title gets raised. Miz grabs the title and looks like he's going to run again. And here comes Shane. And he makes it a lumberjack match. Yeah. And I suddenly have a lot of issues. Because Riddle is here, and he's not selling a fucking thing. Literally, two people behind Riddle, it's Retribution. Mm-hmm. Um, Dude, just talking about things that pissed us off, just before you continue on, um, 
did you notice when the Miz entered what the belt was doing with the Velcro and all that? So it when he raised his arms up the way he does, the the belt had the strap that like so this yeah. is the way the one strap would be going up and down. The other one was going like this across it. Sure. Cool. It was folded over and I was like, this is why we don't use Velcro. Oh, but they do, but they do. Uh, but they didn't for the 24-7 title tonight. As I said to you, I would put money on it. That's a replica. Oh, I would too. But but I I, I bet you he fucking, because he brought it with him to Saturday Night Live or whatever. I bet you he left it in his fucking bag or something and didn't bring the bag to the show. And he was like, I don't have the belt. And they were like, get the merch. <laughs> yeah, go to, yeah, exactly. Well, it's like, not even like you can be like, go to the merch stand because it's a Thunderdome. But I'm like. Yeah. They probably have some merch there just kind of in case like people need shirts or in case shit happens. Well, that's just it. I wouldn't be surprised if they have a replica of every belt on the show in the back. Just to be on the safe side in case a gem falls out that's really noticeable or the red on like the stroke of the yeah. the, champ- the world titles. If that falls out, like, yeah. But so, yeah, this match is a lumberjack match. I'm pissed off. Uh. And I'm honestly sitting here waiting for McIntyre to come through the lumberjack and and, and fuck over the match because I'm like, this is the way we've been going with the mat with with the show all night. Um, but we end up actually. I don't know if you have any notes before the finish of this match. Um, um Retribution was kind of not going to do anything to the Miz. They were just kind of standing there, yeah. And then her business is like, fuck you guys, and tossed him in. Like, Well, when that happened, because of the way the show's been going all night, I'm like, oh, great, so Retribution and Hurt Business are going to start fighting, and it's going to cause slash. Like, I'm just like, in every way, shape, or form possible, I'm like, how is Lashley getting fucked out of this title? Yeah. And then because Lash- every fan had it pinned as Lashley Miz at Fastlane. Yeah. For, for Miz defending the championship. Oh, except for me, except for for my uh, prediction. Yes, except for you. But I'm t- every person who had posted about it on social media yeah. is anywhere besides us, basically. Well, that's just it. I'm like at this point, the way they're setting it up, I'm like they're gonna fuck Lashley over, and we're gonna get it at Fastlane now. I'm like, which isn't what should happen. And then Lashley locks in the hurt lock after a mighty spinebuster. <laughs> Miz taps, and after a long, long time. The very deserving, in my opinion, Bobby Lashley. It sucks that we know what's coming. We It sucks that we know his, his reign is only going to be about six weeks long. Yeah. But the, the, the long-deserving Bobby Lashley is finally WWE champion. His reign will be five weeks and six days. Yeah, because he loses that mania to Drew. Which yeah. sucks. Oh, um- or from rumor I read, Brock Lesnar. No, no. Uh, I'm ignoring that completely. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I read the rumor and I was like, please no. But uh, Lashley puts a hurt lock in on Miz again, tosses him to the side and celebrates, and that's the show. Um, yeah. Fuck. Uh... Want to just move on to the the ratings? Yeah, here's our rating. We rate the show out of five. Um, 
what did you give this this show? I gave it a one point two five. Just I literally I don't even think I need to defend it, but like uh, it was just such a bad show. Like there were two decent segments on it. One was a match. One was a segment. So I gave it a two, and I don't really think it deserves a two. But I was so mad with how most of the show went, I literally had to sit and go through my notes afterwards and be like, how many good points are there to this show? Because my initial thing was a one, and I'm like, I I, I gotta my find some stuff. I gotta find some stuff. And as I went through, I'm like, okay, I think I can realistically bump it up to a two without completely ruining how I've, how I've rated these shows in the past. Um, so... And our Twitter poll, um, 33.3% sitting on the fence, 66.7% waste of time, which means there was no votes for Monday Night Raw being a good show. Uh, I, I agree. That's rough. It was not a great show. You could have not watched this. Uh, and unfortunately for Lashley, you can watch his match on YouTube probably in two days. Yeah. Yeah, the the so, world title match was was given six minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving on, match of the night. What do you give? Sheamus and Drew, yep. even though it shouldn't have been on the card. Yep. Agree- well... They they were given like twenty some odd minutes. I want to say it was at least fifteen to twenty minutes. They were given, yeah, and they made the this most is, of it. Yeah. This is a pay per view main event match, and we just got it on the opening segment of Raw. Well, so I'll admit I was happy that we were going to open with a match, and then we didn't. Yeah, we never do. We never do though. But yeah, I I gave it to Sheamus and Drew as well. Um, as much as I didn't want Drew to be on the card, which like I said, there's no hate towards Drew. I, I I go watch our last raw one. I I explain it in full. I won't hear, but I I was upset that he was back because they could have yeah. built really well for it. But the thing is, they they put on a good match. So, um, yeah. he seems to lack in caring right now. Yeah, segment of the night. What do you give? Uh, Bliss and Orton. Same. Same. And, and yeah, because it was the only one segment where I, when I saw Orton, I was like, Oz, if we get Bliss, this is going to be the best segment of the night, I bet. Yep. And we did, and it was. Yeah. Now, I am going to give uh, Partial here, because my, my main one is Bliss and Orton, but we can't leave out the fact. Um, take away everything that led up to it, even take away the match, but purely Lashley winning the title. Yeah, because no, it's fair. it's deserved. Um, I'm just gonna but, do that. I just, but like I said, like that is very minuscule to like my actual segment of the night. It's not even on my list here of it being Lashley. Yeah, because well, well, let let's move on here. Uh, to performer of the night. Um, there there was a lot of people through the card, but I I gave it to Bobby Lashley purely because he finally got that world title. Um, not because of anything else, but purely because he finally yeah. got that world title. I wish he would have had a better showing to get it, but yeah, exactly. Uh, what um, did you give? I gave it to Seamus and Drew, which um, is fair because they had the best match on the card. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and then, <laughs> as I say all the time, probably one of my favorite segments, worst of the night. Um, I gave it to like the most, basically the rest of the show. The women's segments, they're I I've said it already. They got they they gave them a good spot for a year and a half, two years, and now they're like, ha ha. Now we can put them back where they are. I don't care. Well, once Becky comes back, they'll push them. Uh, like the tag titles, women's tag titles are literally being defended Wednesday night. We got one mention of it. Didn't make anybody care. Um, well, because they're gonna go on NXT and never be seen again on the main roster. Which I sure. Well, but... I guess they're gonna be defended against Naomi and Ugh. Lana. But... Um, uh, this I the 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 Shane and Braun shit. I'm tired of it already. I don't want it. And my final point for worst of the night, they literally made the world title feel like a joke most of the night. Yep. Um, yeah, so my worst of the night is pretty much the rest of the show. Yep. <laughs> McIntyre appearing on the show at all and also fighting first. Yep. Uh, which, I mean, with comparison to AEW, yeah, we've had big matches start first, but that's a consistent thing with AEW. WWE, that's never a thing. Yeah, it, that that's that's the thing. We... When, when we've never had shit like this in WWE, why are they starting now? Where, where with AEW, we, we don't shit on it because since day one, we've had top guys, no yeah. pun intended, we've had, we've had top guys in the opener of the show. We've had a main event opening match. Yeah. Well, even NXT has done it too. Like, we are not saying anything against when they do this sort of thing. It's 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 when they do it like this. Well, Drew just lost the title. Wasn't on last week's show. This is his return. He opens the show against Sheamus in a match we should have had on the pay-per-view for the title. It, like, it just, none of it worked. It, it did not work in the slightest. Uh, and, and then the, the lack of care in the women's title picture, just in general, having Charlotte in it, still uh and then like you said the the mess that was the wwe championship like oh, why didn't on. we get the opening segment to establish the fact that we're getting this match against the miz and bobby lashley in the fucking main event because it's the world fucking title why is this a thing that mvp and lashley are doing oh on in the hour we're doing this if like what's the point of that oh, i agree i i i yeah I'm not meaning to yell. I'm just, I'm getting annoyed and heated because this is just stupid storytelling at this point. It's a shit idea from bad creative. Yep. Yep. I agree. Uh, you got any more to add to worst of the night or are we moving on? No, just thank you, Jericho, for giving us that line so we can use it in places like this. Sounds good. And finally, predictions going forward. We got three shows before our next podcast on Thursday. Tonight we have Impact Wrestling at 8 o'clock. Uh, main things announced so far. Uh, Deanna Perrazzo versus Jordan Grace. Uh, good Brothers and Finjuice against Triple XL and Reno Scum. We have Brian okay. Mai... <laughs> Reno Scum appears twice in 2021, but not at all in 2020. Yes, uh, unless we from just what we missed saw. them. Yeah, from what we uh, saw. Brian Myers versus Eddie Edwards with Matt Cardona as special referee. And then that we have the triple threat for the X Division contendership uh, Chris Bay, 
uh, Black Tarus and Ace Austin. If Tarus doesn't win that, there's what's the point of this match? Uh, hell, I I I do agree. Um, and I'm not saying the other guys don't deserve a title match, but they've already screwed over Ace Austin so much that it just makes sense to do it again. Yeah, I agree. Um, because that just builds more onto his character of I keep getting screwed over. I should have had my annex, my NXT X Division title match by now. What the hell is going on? Give me the title match I deserve. Perfect. I'm fine with stories like this so long as they actually work because this gives his character something genuine to bitch about. Yeah, I agree. So, I I am not going to argue one bit on there because I, I do agree. Because um, characters just start bitching for no reason. It's, it's stupid. Like... I can't even pinpoint um, Miz, for instance. He was complaining he had so many challengers, and it was literally, at that point, Braun, Lashley, and Morrison. Yeah. Um, like, and the Morrison was literally in Miz's own eyes, nobody else's eyes. Yeah, but that's, uh, that's tonight. Tomorrow, uh, we have both Dynamite and NXT. Uh, NXT, honestly... Uh, I don't have a, a preview for minus the women's tag title match, which we both already given our, um, yeah. our, our pick. Um, I don't yeah. know if anything else has actually even been announced. Uh, obviously we're going to get more from Adam Cole, probably Adam Cole versus Roderick strong or some shit like that. Um, I feel Balor's getting tossed around for some reason, even though he's the champ. And no disrespect to Pete Dunne, but why are we are we going to keep involving Pete Dunne, even though Battler already kicked his ass? Like, uh, but I really don't have a preview for NXT. Um, yeah. And then Dynamite as well tomorrow night, the go-home show uh, for Revolution this upcoming Sunday. Uh, stuff that I know was announced so far, we have the long-awaited Shaquille O'Neal and Jade Cargill versus Cody Rhodes and Red Velvet. Um, best of luck to Shaq. I honestly hope you you prove all the doubters wrong. Like, I have bitched about it. And I would not technically one of those doubters. Yes. Yes, and that's why I'm saying it. I, yeah. I am never afraid to sit here and go, I hope he proves me wrong. But the thing is, is and, I'm technically one of them too, but I've been optimistic about it. Surprisingly. Yeah. See, I, I don't know. I, we've had so many false in and outs with Shaq and pro wrestling up to this point that, I mean, I, I feel bad for putting it on Shaq, but I think it's one of the biggest reasons why I'm so doubtful. Um, plus as I've as never get involved. I'm fine. <laughs> But I've never been a fan uh, of the big crossovers 90% of the time. And my biggest, biggest issue with this match is we've had no Shaquille O'Neal build towards it for months. We had Shaq and Brandy. Brandy threw water in Shaq's face. That's the only thing we've seen of Shaq on Dynamite. And it's building up to this match. Like, he couldn't uh, have him come out and cut a promo. Like, yeah, for sure. 
in in part to that, some of that is to do with the fact that Shaq, I believe, is on Sports Center, Sports Center's um, like NBA desk or whatever they call it. Um, so he has to be uh, in. I believe it's in Toronto weekly. Um, but I'm not a hundred percent certain. Uh. I don't think it's Sports Center because he works for whatever T and whatever network TNT. Oh, is it not Sports Network? Sorry, I thought I thought it was Sports Center. No, um, I don't think so. It's uh, yeah. Hang on, I'll I'll pull it up quickly because I'll be able to get it. Yeah, but I'll I'll go through a bit more here. We have uh, Tully Blanchard making his return to the ring first time in I think I read it thirty years. Thirty years, yeah, something like that. Did you find the Shaq thing? I did. Just it is NBA on TNT. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Not surprising. We didn't know the name for that. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. So Tully Blanchard making his return to the ring for the first time in thirty years, which is awesome. I don't care. This is great. Uh, teaming up with FTR, Dax Harwood, and Cash Wheeler going against Jurassic Express, uh, Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt. It's going to be good. Luchasaurus better just look like an absolute beast in this match. And I don't care if FTR loses. I do want to see Jurassic Express more on Dynamite. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, FTR has already been established. They're in a slump right now. It's fine if they lose again. Yep. Yeah, they because, are in a because slump. they'll be able to build them back up. Yeah, exactly. We can just say, oh, they've had a bad few weeks. They're in a slump right now. They need to make it back and take them off TV for a little bit to go yeah. and train. Or something. Yeah, like we know they're not being put in their WWE position. So, yeah. but uh, we have uh, Paul White being interviewed by Tony Schiavone. Uh, I do not know if he will be at Daly's place or if it's a pre-tape. Either way, going to be nice to see Paul White on AEW Dynamite. Be weird. Um. We have Chris Jericho and MJF holding a press conference prior to the tag title match, which obviously the Bucks will get involved. It's going to be great. Um, oh, what? I was just kidding. Um, I was just i i i want to hope I want to say the Bucks will almost do exactly what Jericho did, but I don't know who they'd be able to get because I don't think Jericho's dad. Uh, I don't. He's still around, I think. But I could yeah, yeah. But uh, his dad is is up there in age. Yeah, exactly. I well, he's a former NHL hockey player. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like he would be. And I don't say this to be anything against wrestlers or anything. He wouldn't be in the most physically fit to do it as a former hockey player myself. And I wasn't any good. My body still hurts after the few years I had, and I wasn't yeah. in any professional level. <clears throat> yeah, I can so. only imagine the amount of pain hockey players are in. It's just such a different type of strain than yeah. wrestling is entirely. So, it, do we do we get more build with this uh, with the Sammy Guevara shit? Just like like oh sorry uh like like a big out there prediction. We get the same kind of deal. But Sammy was at Dynamite and the Bucks did it. And it shows that Jericho, as much as he said on, on that interview, like Sammy's dead to be, maybe he he still cares. And Max is trying to pull him back. Like, like we've got to keep this storyline up. Is this the way they do it? Like, I'm not saying it is. It's just a, a kind of wild prediction as to how the Bucks could retaliate. 
Like, yeah. like we know uh, you're upset with him, Jericho, but you know you have this soft spot for Sammy. Now we've, we've done this to Sammy. Max is going to be pissed because Jericho wants to help Sammy. Sammy left. Like, it. I think it works. It does, but the issue there is that Sammy has literally walked out of the building and said he will not be coming back for a while. So if he's backstage at Daly's place, that's a bit awkward, as well as considering he was remote recording for BTE to announce that he's going to be defending his BTE championship against his mother. Um, I don't think we're going to see Guevara at all. Well, it, it was just a prediction because the thing is, like, they'd obviously, he wouldn't just be there. There's got to be a reason he was there. They've got to say it earlier in the night. Like, Guevara's here for whatever reason. Tony Khan um, wanted to talk to him. Yeah, or... yeah. And, I mean, one of the big reasons why Guevara, uh, I mean, Guevara was off the the show for a week to kind of help build. Um, but one of the reasons he was also defending against his mother at first was because of that. And it still hasn't happened until today when I think the vlog should be out now because uh, the weather incident uh, last week for Texas, he couldn't. <laughs> yeah, but that's just so, it. Like with with all that, I, I really see us seeing Guevara. I, I think we don't see Guevara until after Revolution. I still think Guevara screws. Uh he's gonna screw one maybe of the two at teams revolution. yeah maybe at revolution he's but gonna screw I, them I out of the titles or something i don't see him before revolution at all yeah is is this a long con for him to screw the bucks out of the titles it does he come out and mess mjf and jericho up like the thing is is the 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 the, the ideas are endless in this uh, part of me likes that idea but i i think we need to see Guevara on his own I, I don't disagree there. I've said it before. I'd love to see Guevara on his own. But the thing is, is with the way they've done the storytelling, and Jericho's made it very, very clear for the weeks and weeks of this happening. Like, we watch the show. Would it really be that crazy for Guevara to come out and be like, Bucks, Bucks, like, you guys got this. Screw the Bucks over. And be like, be like what the fuck's going on? And Jericho being like, we played each and every one of you. Sure, I want to see Guevara on his own. I don't disagree there. But yeah. they have a million ways to play this off. They do. <clears throat> there are tons of ways to do it. Um, it'll be interesting for sure to see what they do. Yep. But I just don't know exactly how they go for it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, con continue <laughs> continuing on here, we have Dark Orders 10 against the acclaims Max Caster in a uh, ladder match qualifier, uh, which we have been told somewhat, and I'm pretty sure we'll get confirmation tomorrow night. The final entrant in that match is a surprise. It'll be interesting to see. Um, Ten-man tag match. Uh, Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, Alex Reynolds, John Silver, and five Allen Angels uh, against... Matt Hardy, Isaiah Cassidy, Mark Quinn, Angelico, and Jack Evans. Well, that'll be a good match. Uh, oh, yeah. The ladder match guy. Okay. Redbeard, Eric. That would be interesting. I'd have no issue with that. <clears throat> I don't know if I'd necessarily sense. want him to... Not to be an ass, I don't know if I'd want him to win. Because, I mean, it could work. But, I don't see him winning, but I see him being the person who takes Brody Lee's spot in this match. Sure. Sure. 
I don't because see any issue. because if if we're being technical, we got Cody in this match, and we know it's because he's former TNT champion. We obviously without the offers were put out. We know the main reason Cody's in this match is because he's a yep. former TNT champion. <clears throat> we could assume that if Brody was still around, he would be in this match as well. Yeah, it, yeah. So it would be nice to see somebody with a relation to Brody in that spot. That's why I immediately thought of that. That's why I think we're getting 10th, though, because I don't see them putting oh, Max Caster in it. Because the thing is, they've got that tag team. We're redoing the tag team Battle Royal at Revolution. For some reason, I hope it's good. I hope it doesn't totally mess up why we just had it. But, I like, the Acclaim's going to be in there. So we're we're not getting Max Caster winning this match. So I think that's where 10 goes. Not saying, like, that idea is a bad idea. I'd have no issue seeing Redbeard uh and for those of you who might not know who we're directly discussing eric roan from wwe um yeah but Um, uh one thing though the battle royal last time they weren't separate entrances one at a time were they because this one from what i read was they'll be coming in entrance to entrance like 90 second intervals or something like that yeah my my only thing is like i wasn't saying like one-to-one comparison sorry i thought i thought they were almost i thought you were meaning that i didn't know if you had seen the rules at all oh yeah i i i I saw the rules my point was we just had the tag team battle royal and we're getting it again i'm glad they changed it up yeah I'm, i'm really glad there but um yeah and then uh the final thing i have on here actually i'll hold it for a second um obviously we're gonna get build of omega and mox and i hope omega gets the strong showing this week because if he doesn't then last week's gonna piss me off even more yep for sure um i don't think we hear much more from mox tonight i think mox said his piece last week and mox is just gonna be ready getting getting ready for sunday yeah he'll we'll see him what is it this sunday it'll be yeah definitely Uh, so yeah, we might see him like at his house training, but other than that, yeah, yeah. Um, and then finally here we have Rio Mizunami against Nyla Rose in the finals of the Eliminator Tournament. We are getting uh Hikaru Shida versus Rio Mizunami at Revolution. I do not see us getting Nyla again. No. And if uh, they I, I do, if they do it again, okay, this match has to be very different. Hang on, Rio has to be in the states already. Well, yeah. Oh so yeah, when did they've they been record all these matches. When did they do all these? Uh, back at like the beginning of February, middle of February. So when they we have saw to probably the first few matches. Yeah. I was going to say, when we saw the first few matches, they were probably only a week old at that point. Though. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you, you said, like, Ryo Mizunami had to be there. Shida's defending Sunday. Shida was in Japan. Yeah. Shida, Shida yeah, just exactly. had a match on this past Sunday's uh, show. That yeah. It was a, it was a six-woman tag, which was really good. I mean, I enjoy the Joshi wrestling. It's really not for everybody this side of the ocean. I will say that now. Uh, the Joshi style of pro wrestling is really really different from what we're used to over here but i'm a fan of it i have yeah, been for, for a sure. long time uh aw please sign maki ito just saying uh <laughs> but uh yeah uh i mean a few good nights of wrestling ahead uh, basically is the gist of it we can hope 
can it really be as bad as the last two shows we've watched? It can try. <laughs> I don't think it'll get anywhere close, but... And uh, you know what? I'll say Impact could probably be the one that could pull as close because it's been hit or miss. It, it's been odd. I think it'll be the closest one. I think AEW knocks it out of the park. Um, well, they're being given a layup, like... And or then, I guess you would say a, a lob for a... Yeah. Out of the park. Um, and then Dynamite. I hope, like I've been saying, <clears throat> I hope they don't try and one-to-one or one-up Dynamite because it's not going to... We've seen the shows where they've tried to do it and they're not as good as the shows where you can see they're focusing on themselves. Yeah, they so need to hopefully... almost pretend they're, they're themselves or there <clears throat> is competition. They can't do one or the other. Like, yeah. they, they need to directly reference the competition or they need to not reference competition at all. Yeah. Well, here's here's where I come across a, a tad bit controversial in a sense on it. Um, NXT needs to take the L tomorrow night. They just need to accept the fact, not saying the matches aren't going to be worth it. I'm going to have high praise for it because there is still some amazing stuff. But you know they focus on the ratings. Don't, don't act yeah. like they don't. Just take the L. Yeah. Take the matches you already have. Make them amazing. Don't try and pack the show to be like, look, we're rivaling them. Because that's what you were already trying to do. We know what you have for the most part. Give the, give that women's tag title match, give it 30 minutes. Honestly. Yeah. And, and just make it great. But just know you're taking the L in the ratings. But make the product worth it for those that are watching. And then exactly. next week... You know, it's the it's the post game show for AEW. Take this week and build up for next week and try and beat them out in their post in their post show or something. Exactly. Just don't with twenty four hours. Don't try to be like here. <laughs> exactly. It's just not gonna work. I don't think. No, no, because AEW's established this card for weeks now. Almost people, over months. Like pe- people know what they're watching tomorrow night. Yeah. For the for the people that toss it up sometimes, people know what they're watching tomorrow night. Yeah. So don't try and win it over at this point. Take your card, make the best of it, and just know ratings wise you're taking the L. Yeah. Be self aware and just There's take nothing it on the chin. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. That that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like I know this could probably come across as me being like, you know, just tell them not to worry about in the ring. No, make them do something great. Make them show that, you know. Yeah, don't tell your performers to phone it in, but like just don't worry about trying to match what AEW's doing. No. No. So, but anyways, uh you got any more to add? No, not really. We just uh had a pretty boring raw and smackdown. Pretty and well. My god, if they don't continue or if they continue on in this trend we might just cover nxt and, and impact and, and uh, sure sure yeah we'll see over the next few weeks but uh yeah our next podcast will be thursday uh more than likely at 11 always follow our twitch for uh or not our twitch our twitter for more uh as for us going live on twitch um yeah. yeah uh as well as on our twitter you know we do our news segments and all that so make sure to if you see any news uh in the the world of wrestling to give us a tweet about it 
and we will make sure to toss it into our new segment to be able to talk about it and we'll also look up any information that we can find about it as well it will just make our new segments flow a lot easier and uh give us the ability to actually um talk about some useful news that maybe the audience would like to hear about yeah um but as always uh you can find absolutely all our links through our link tree uh the the ways to watch and listen uh we we stream these casts live on our twitch um which we always post on our twitter about uh shortly after the stream is done vod's are uploaded to youtube as well as the audio podcasts are uploaded to basically all major podcasting platforms uh for you to listen to after the fact um our social media is there ways to support us everything is through our link tree uh so visit there for more walking the ropes and with that being said thank you everybody for listening to this episode and we will be back on Thursday to cover hopefully three good shows. <laughs> we'll see you then. Take care.